Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get get ready to get get med ready. ready. (laughs) Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules. And you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like and much more. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get ready to get med ready. (laughs) Hello everyone. Welcome to the first episode of our new summer season of the podcast. Before we get started, we'll just introduce ourselves. So, my name's Gabby. I'm Karim. And I'm Jules. Uh, we've all just finished our first year of med at the University of Melbourne. Um, and Jules, what's the reason behind us doing this podcast season? Well, I guess when, you know, when we all started med at the start of last year, we just weren't really sure what to expect. We had so many questions um, and it would have been so good to have kind of a resource from current students telling us what it was going to be like. So that's kind of why we thought it'd be a good idea. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully it helps you guys. And we'll get straight into our first episode, which is all about the big I, imposter syndrome. (laughs) So Karim, can you define what imposter syndrome is? Yep, sure can. Um, Just want to preface by saying that imposter syndrome can be very different for different people. But in terms of a definition, if that's sort of what you're looking for... Um, it can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy um, that continue despite uh, evidence of success. So people who are imposters, they suffer from this sort of chronic self-doubt um, and a sense of intellectual fraudulence um, that overrides any feelings of success or any external proof of their competence. But that's a very literal definition Um, In terms of a more casual definition, uh, you can think about how it's sort of a, it's a really widely discussed um, syndrome, um, which relates to a lot of different people from multiple backgrounds, from multiple professions and genders. It's not just applicable to med students, although a lot of med students do suffer from it. Um, But yeah, like, what what do you think, Gabby? How would you define it? Yeah, I think that's pretty on the mark there. For me, it's just this feeling like whatever success that you have achieved, it's been a fluke and that you don't really deserve it. Um, but yes, it is is felt in many different ways by many different people. And today we're going to discuss sort of how we felt that in medicine and each of our different stories are quite a bit different. So hopefully you can relate to to some, if not all of them. But there are a lot of misconceptions around imposter syndrome and what it means because I think a lot of people have different ideas on what it is. So, Jules, what are some misconceptions that people should know about? Well, I think the first one that comes to mind for me is, um, you know, when I first heard of imposter syndrome and I heard of this definition that, you know, Karim just read out to us, I thought to myself, oh, but I actually am an imposter. 
this does not apply to me because these feelings of being a fluke and being a fraud that I that I feel are because I actually am an imposter. And I think that so many people will kind of experience that and feel like imposter syndrome doesn't really apply for them. Um, and I think it's important to realize that feeling like you are the actual imposter is the literal definition of imposter syndrome. So if you're listening to this right now and thinking, oh, but that's not me because I really shouldn't be in med, that's probably because you are suffering from imposter syndrome. Mm. Yeah, I think that's sort of unfortunately the irony of it is that like when you're experiencing imposter syndrome, you feel like you're the only one that's a valid imposter. Everyone else is very successful, but oh no, not you. You can't be successful because despite all the things that you've achieved, um, you just don't feel validated. And I suppose that's a part of the syndrome itself. Um, but I think I think another misconception is that you th- people with imposter syndrome tend to think that, well, maybe other people experience this feeling of being an imposter, but, you know, um, not, not as much as you do. You know, you're a little bit different. You sort of experience it, but on a more, um, you know, real level in such a way that uh, you actually do feel like a fraudulent person, like you're not uh, as capable as everyone else. And like Jules was saying, I think that's sort of part of the issue is that you think you're not capable like everyone else is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also the other thing is that people who are confident in class and do who sort of come across as quite confident and capable people, they aren't experiencing it. Um, Because if it's anything to go off, lots of our friends who are very confident, capable people did also experience imposter syndrome. So just because someone's confident doesn't mean they're not experiencing those same th- feelings that you are. And if you're still a bit confused, think about the game Among Us. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect <laughs> definition of what it is. Okay, so we might jump into sort of our own experiences now. So Karim, did you want to start us off with what your experience of imposter syndrome has been? Yeah, sure. So... Um, When you get into med school, you're sort of surrounded by these really incredible people. And I think um, I can attest to say that all the friends I've made this year have been absolutely amazing people. Um, And they're all, you know, really successful in many different fields, not just academically, you know, in med school, but in other aspects of their life, whether they're super, super fit or, you know, they have all of these other hobbies that they're really incredible at. Um, and sort of what I experienced was, um, a sense of not living up to that, uh, a sense of, you know, maybe being okay in one or two areas, but, you know, nowhere near as capable, uh, or as successful as some of my friends were. Um, I remember really at the start of the year, uh, I was really used to, in my undergraduate study, I was very used to being quite successful in my class. Um, you know, I'd be scoring quite highly. Um, you know, I was quite up there with some of the other really successful students. And so I had these external things that would kind of validate um, my definition of success. But then going into med school, it sort of started to change. Um, you know, despite the fact that I was getting quite decent marks and I, I still felt like I, you know, was doing okay um, because everyone else is so incredible and so smart and so, you know, wonderful in many different areas of their life. It felt like I wasn't living up to that. It felt like I was an imposter and I didn't belong in this incredible crowd of people. Um, But, you know, being a male as well made it 
A little bit different because I think uh, in terms of society, there's a sort of expectation in males that they, you know, are really confident, really outgoing, that they, you know, try to um, excel in whatever it is they're trying to do and that they're, you know, super confident. Um, And that made it really difficult because, you know, I wasn't the super confident person. I wasn't as great as everyone else was. Uh, and so I sort of struggled up with that at the start of the year, especially. Um, and it was at that point that I sort of started learning more about imposter syndrome and starting to accept where I was in terms of everyone else. And, you know, being starting to realize that I needed to be proud of what I had achieved and what I was and the journey that I was currently on. Um, but that was sort of my experience with imposter syndrome this year um what about you Jules how did you feel um I think for me the way that I felt the most is um I guess to give you all a bit of a background um for my undergrad degree I did arts and science um and a lot of the people that I met in you know my first few weeks of med were biomed students so they had done biomed at Melbourne or biomed at Monash um and I think that for them maybe well, it felt like to me that for them, the first few weeks of med were comparatively quite easier because they had sort of covered that content before. And I started, you know, to really feel like I wasn't good enough to be in med because I just felt so out of my depth. And I felt like, you know, all these people had just come out of a really competitive course and they already knew so much more about medicine and so much more about medical sciences. Um, and it made me feel, you know, really overwhelmed. And so, yeah, at the beginning, I definitely felt like I wasn't good enough. Um, and I kept trying to, you know, compare myself to everyone else and just feeling really out of my depth. Mm. Yeah. I think that was, that was most of it for me. What about you, Gabby? Yeah. So, um, with my background, I actually grew up in rural New South Wales. So, um, I came into medicine through the rural pathway, um, which sort of is like, for those that don't know, you get bonus points of sorts that I don't think really anyone understands. I still don't understand how it works, but that's how I like to describe it. You get bonus points sort of for getting in. Um, with the preface that they think that, you know, you're coming from a more disadvantaged background and you'll probably end up going back and serving in the country as well. Um, so that's the sort of very basic reasoning behind it. Um But because of that, I felt like maybe I didn't deserve my spot in medicine because, you know, the marks to get in were lower for me um, and that maybe it was easier for me to get in. So I wasn't as smart as all these other people that had got in without those rural, you know, bonus points. Um, So when people did speak about imposter syndrome, I was like, no, no, I am the imposter because of this. Um, But I think once I started to realize that actually the marks to get in were still pretty damn high. And it wasn't easy to get in. I think that sort of helped me. But in saying that every now and again, you sort of still get that little bit of a feeling like maybe because I didn't go to a fancy school and I didn't necessarily get, you know, a great year 12 score and things like that, that maybe I wasn't meant to be in medicine as well. Um, So anyone from a rural background can probably feel that way as well, I think. Um, But yeah, that's my experience with it. I think it's really interesting that we all had very different sort of uh, experiences with imposter syndrome. Um, You know, like we all experienced it in a very different way. Uh, But the underlying factor is that we all 
sort of felt like we didn't belong in something that we worked very, very hard to get into. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people getting into medicine and doing that first year of medicine sort of are in a similar boat, so to speak. Uh, And this is where it's really important to kind of like remind yourself of everything you've done and how hard you've worked to sort of earn that spot. And you really have, um, I think, people, you know, who have just gone into med school, like you've really worked hard to get into that spot and you do deserve it. And that's something you have to constantly remind yourself of, especially when you're first starting med school. Um, but speaking of which, we've come up with some practical tips mm-hmm. about how you can get over imposter syndrome or learn to, suppose, live with it. Because I think it, you sort of can't get over imposter syndrome. It's something you do really need to live with um, because it comes up again and again in different aspects of your career. Uh And not just in terms of career, but in other aspects of your life as well. You know, we talked about exercise at the start um, in terms of, you know, what I was experiencing with some of my friends being uh, very fit. Um, But it can come up in lots of different areas. And that's where it's really important to reflect on your own journey uh, and, you know, think about what you'd like to do uh, and just focus on that. Not, Not try to compare yourself to other people and remember that you do work hard and that you do deserve where... Uh, you ended up. Um, but in terms of practical tips, Gabby, do you have do you have some for us? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is talking about it. Um, once you start that conversation with your friends, family members, whoever you come in contact with, you'll actually realize that everyone has experienced some form of imposter syndrome at some level in their lives, whether it's medicine related or not. So once you start that conversation, I feel like it helps you Think about, hey, I'm not the only person experiencing this. And then you can get tips from them about how they overcame it as well. But it also allows you to help your friends and your loved ones when they're experiencing that as well and sort of help, you know, pipe each other up. And that's something that we sort of do in our class. A couple of my friends and I were in the same class and we'd always like answer a question. And then at the end, we'd say, I don't know, though, because we were too nervous to be wrong or or we felt like, you know, that we were the this imposter, so we couldn't answer the question. But then we had to keep telling each other, you know, uh, back yourself, you do know things. Um, and the reason why we were able to do that and support each other is because we had that conversation at the beginning. So that's probably the biggest tip from me. What about you, Jules? I think if I had to come up with one tip, and it's a, maybe a little bit left to field, but I would say also to keep things in perspective and also focus on your personality and your life outside of med too. Because I think sometimes it's very hard to sort of completely eliminate the feeling of imposter syndrome within med and you're always going to get it and you're going to get it at different points in your life. But I think a way to help stopping yourself from feeling completely overwhelmed by it is also remembering other things about you, you know, um, your friends outside of med, your family, maybe if you're working um, that work or what you did in your undergrad, because I think remembering all your other successes and all the other great things that you've achieved, it can really kind of help remind you of um, just how confident and how capable of a person you are. So Mm. I think that's kind of what I try to keep telling myself as well is like, you know, yes, I feel a little bit stressed coming into this med course, having maybe slightly less of a biomed background, but also all of the stuff that I've done beforehand has kind of helped me develop my life and develop all these other things about me in other ways. So it's kind of still a positive thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really good. Karim, any final tips from you? Definitely sort of building on what um, 
Gabby and Jules have said, but focusing on your mental health and just remembering that that comes first. Uh, you know, your mental health is super important. Don't bring yourself down uh, feeling like you're the imposter, feeling like you don't belong. Um, and talking about it, just like Gabby said, but talking about it so you can normalize your experience and realize that, hey, everyone feels this way at certain points of their life. Um, and so it's really good to talk about it because, you know, your mental health is really important and you need to always put that first, I think. Um, and yeah, just like Jules said, focus on things outside of medicine, but also focus on what you're good at and what you have achieved. You know, we always talk about, um, like within our friendship group that different people are good at different things, even within medicine, even within the things that you learn, different people just seem to pick up things better or worse compared to others. So focus on what you're good at and just, you know, remind yourself that you are good at things and you are capable and you have achieved quite a lot of success in your life and be proud of that sort of I think own it <laughs> is what I would say <laughs> um but yeah I think does that wrap it up for our first episode I think so yeah, I think so hopefully that helped everyone if you have any questions or any concerns at all and you want to reach out feel free to reach out to Halad to health and we can answer any of your questions but stay tuned because the next episode is all about how to make friends and getting into societies and extracurricular activities and how to balance that with medicine in general so we'll talk to you guys then bye awesome peace out everyone (laughs) (laughs) bye